Over the weekend, I had some events that made me feel very out of control, and I realized this is how America feels right now and why our mental health is suffering. Most of us do not feel like we are in control of our lives or the things happening in it. So what can we do, if anything? Well, the first thing we can do is talk about it. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hey, it's Corel, and happy Monday. Um, normally the show is posted by now, and I want to explain to you all why I am late. Maybe some of you can relate. And why I'm not in the studio at the moment. I'm here at the breakfast table with Ember, the Wonder Pup, right there next to me. There she is. Did y'all see her in the chair? She's sleeping there. There's her head. There it is. Anyway, um, she's part of the reason. Or maybe, yeah, no, anyway. I wanted to talk to you all this morning about how to deal with things that you can't control. And I know that in today's world, it's a relevant topic because we all feel there's so much going on that we can't control. And it really is affecting our mental health. The statistics are out there. Our mental health is very poor uh, in America right now. Our young people's mental health, uh, our older people's mental health, it is not well. And one of the reasons is because it's very hard to deal with things that you feel you can't control. You feel you can't control the price of groceries. Uh, you just have to deal. You have to deal with the price of gas. You can't control really how much income you make. It's tied to how much employers want to pay you and how many physical hours you have in a day to work. Uh, or if you're on a pension, it's tied to that pension plan or Social Security and what they deem uh, you should live on. You can't control co-pays or medical co-pays or when you go to the pharmacy, the amount that you have to pay there. You can't control so much. You can't control what's going on with Donald Trump, whether he's going to be convicted, whether he's going to really face charges. Uh, you know, none of this is in your control. And it's important that we talk about how it makes you feel uh, when you are encountering so many things that are out of control. Now, I'll give you what's happening with me and why I can't think of anything right now. Um, so last week, Ember got a cytopoint shot for her allergies. I don't know if that's relevant or not. Uh, but yesterday, Sunday morning, uh, I was massaging her neck and leg area because she hurt her right leg going down the stairs. So when she woke up Sunday morning, I thought, oh, I'll massage her, you know, her right side and um, that'll make her feel better. Uh, and so I did. And when I was doing that, in what's called her prescapula area, in above her right shoulder blade, in her neck, I found a swollen lymph gland. And it's, you know, I can feel it. It's, a, it's about the size of, a, I don't know, a kidney bean or something. Anyway, uh, so I found this lymph node. She knows I'm talking about her. And when I found this lymph node, I immediately you know, noticed it and, and looked up on the web, you know, and yes, it says allergies can cause it. It, you know, and she did have a shot in the neck on Tuesday 
of a monoclonal antibody shot, so maybe that's affecting her lymph system, um, or cancer, lymphoma. Uh, and the web doesn't give a dog a good prognosis for that. If you get them chemo, it can go into remission for 12 to 24 months and then come back. And it's always fatal. So of course, like so many, when I read that, you know, yes, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, or it could be this, of course, I fixate, like many of you, on the lymphoma. And so I have been convinced for 24 hours that Ember has cancer. Now, she has a great appetite, great energy level, all of that. But I've still been convinced in my brain that this is like the beginning of the end. And that has triggered all of these feelings in me of everyone that I love leaving early. Andrew dying at 34, my dad at 59, my mom at 71, Pippa getting run over before she was three, Attila dying at 10. So... It, it triggered all of this in me. And when it did, it started a spiral, really. And so my brain will not focus on anything right now except getting her to the doctor, getting an explanation for this, and just all hopes beyond hopes that it's not lymphoma. Okay, so that's, that's what's in my brain because she's only seven. She'll be eight in November. I... I'm greedy. I want her to have more years. And I know you shouldn't pre-grieve and you should live in the moment. And I know all that, but, and you know all that. But when something like this is facing us, we don't follow that advice. We know that advice, but we don't follow it. The other thing is, I'm losing a friend to drug. Well, let me rephrase. I have lost a friend to drugs. Um, for almost a year now, since my birthday last, his problem has been evident to all of his friends. Uh, and we have tried everything short of an actual intervention. We have begged for the person to go to rehab. We have begged for them to stop using ketamine. Uh, we have begged and begged and begged. And now he's become a bad friend. You call him for three days in a row, he doesn't answer the phone. You call him at two in the afternoon, he's high. Um, you want him to be the old person that he was, and he's just not that person anymore. He's not responsible. He's not caring. He's not, he doesn't reach out. You know, he doesn't ring your phone. You know, he doesn't call you. You always got to track him down. He doesn't text you. And when he does, it's, you know, a spurt of text and then gone. Just, you know, I mean, this person has been texting me, literally texting me. And so I call to speak to them and they don't answer the phone. And he works from home, so... So, um, you know, I've talked to his other best friend about this and we both feel powerless. And this weekend was sort of the manifestation of how powerless. It was his birthday weekend and for every birthday for 15 years, I've spoken to him and I didn't speak to him yesterday or the day before. And that hurts. It, you know, it hurts to be losing or I've lost a friend to drugs. It hurts. And some of you have to alcohol or, or another drug. Um, you know, I don't want to condemn anybody because I used opiates for so many years. Uh, but I had to clean up and, you know, this person needs to clean up, but I can't make them. I'm out of control of that. 
So I'm out of control of his path. I can't control his path. And he's not treating me like a good friend. Um, there was an incident last weekend where I really needed him. I called him several times with a problem that had presented itself in Las Vegas that, that he could help with. And I said, please call me. I have this problem. I need your help. You know, you can help. I need you to help me. He never called back. Uh, and the next day I called him all day. Hey, I, you know, I never called back. Uh, and then that Sunday at like five in the morning, he texts me to tell me he was aware of my problem because the neighbors told him about my problem. So it, it, that hurt. And this, this weekend hurt where, you know, on his birthday, he can't even make time to talk to me. Um, that hurt, you know? And combine that with Ember, uh, combine that with, I really feel that the nation is moving into a bad area and that, you know, I, I don't know if I want to stay here, but I don't have the money to leave. The fact that the entertainment industry is in turmoil jobs are scared. Um, you combine all of that, I feel out of control. So how do you deal? How do you deal with that? We'll talk about that when I come back. That's what we'll do. And we'll talk about it when I come back. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the app store of your choice now. So like many of you, I'm feeling out of control of many things in my life. I'm worried about this lump in Ember's neck, which will be checked by a vet today, Monday, I hope. And I'm very blessed to be able to do that, have a credit card that I can use and insurance and all of that. Uh, I have a friend that I'm, I've lost to drugs, basically. Uh, and I feel out of control of my career uh, because A, I'd have to reinvent it to go back out on stage and then B, radio, you know, podcasting. I'm not sure that I want to stay in the type of podcasting I'm doing uh, because of the hatred. It's dangerous to be an out gay liberal right now. And I don't know that I want the hatred. Over the weekend, I posted a clip on social media from Friday's show. It's been seen 3,000 times on Instagram. And the hatred underneath, because I call out MAGA as racist, homophobes, transphobes, all that. Oh. Oh, little girl. Yeah, I'm worried she's got cancer. She's jumping up out the chair, barking and carrying on. All right, honey. You just wanted to be on the show, didn't you? You just wanted to be on the show. I think she just wanted to be on the show. Come here, little barker. She doesn't even know what she's barking at. She doesn't even know. She's like, I don't know what I'm barking at. I'm just barking. So I know in your life, there's a lot of things that you're not. So what do the self-help books say, first of all? Well, they say to take back control of your life in the areas that you can. In other words, basically let go of the areas that you cannot control. Just stop trying. Uh, and to control the smaller things in your life that you can to regain this self of control, this sense of control. Um, you know, I've talked to the best psychiatrist in the world, both personally and professionally on the radio. I've talked to some really incredible people and learned a lot. 
And I realize that in times like these, none of that matters. And that's why mental health is so poor right now. You can in your brain know what you need to do, but if you're drowning in a sea of facts, grabbing onto just the facts that you need to use them as a lifeboat and ignoring all the others is one way to survive. In other words, what are some of the facts that aren't serving me well right now? That Ember could have um, lymphoma. That's a fact. She could. But it's not serving me well. Another one of the facts is that she could not. That it could be allergies. It could be many other things causing the lymph node to swell. So I should hold on to that fact, not the lymphoma fact. I should make my lifeboat out of the fact that it could be other things. Um, when I think about my career... And what are the facts that I may never be as, quote, successful as Carell was on KFI KGO? Yes, that's a fact. It, it, that's, even though I'm getting an award October 21st in Long Beach and being put on the wall and everything, that doesn't matter. I may never regain that height of popularity that I had working for a big three-letter station. That's a fact. But does it serve me well? No. So what are the other facts? Another fact is that I may surpass that, that I may hit with either the stage show or a song that I've done or whatever. There, you know, something may end up working to bring me back up to that level again. The podcast could take off. Okay, so that's a fact. Okay? Oh, yes. That's a fact. So I should, I should pull that fact in and let the other fact go. Now, we all know this, and in your life, like, there's always two separate sets of facts. There's a fact that it could go badly, and then there's the fact that it could be okay. There's a fact that Joe Biden may win the election, and that these MAGA people may be beaten down with Trump being arrested and incarcerated and all of that. That's a fact. Or it's also a fact or possibility that it's not going to die down, that he could be arrested and it could really cause civil unrest, and it becomes a dangerous place to live in our country for a while. So you, when, you're, when you're drowning in this sea, you have to pick the things that serve you best to help you get out of it. Well, it's one thing to intellectually know that. It's another thing to actually do it. You know, a lot of times we want to be Kate Winslet on the giant piece of wood in the sea of chaos, surviving. But we feel like Leonardo DiCaprio barely hanging on in freezing water about to go under. You want to be Kate Winslet. You don't want to be Leo. Okay, that's, and that's the truth. This weekend, I felt like Leo. I felt like I was drowning in a sea of chaos and cold water that the thing I love most in life, Ember, was going to be taken from me in six or 12 months. And that one of my closest, dearest friends has been totally lost to drugs. And, I, and that we're just going to keep drifting apart. And there'll come a time where I haven't spoken to him in months. Those are possibilities. They are. It's a possibility that I may just have to retire on what I've got and learn to live on that and not travel the world anymore and not be Corel anymore. That's a possibility. Or there's a possibility that I will continue to be me and travel the world and see new things and expose them to you through a show. 
And so what I want you to do, if you feel like you're drowning in that sea of ice water and that you're, you can't climb up on the board with Kate Winslet, I want you to realize that when you are out of control, when you release it, is when you are in the most control, if that makes any sense. You have to let it go. I have to let it go. You know, or it's going to make you completely crazy. Now, I don't know what letting go in your life looks like, but in mine, it means every time I walk in the grocery store, I can't have my blood pressure rise because of prices, and it really does. You know, Heather said yesterday in Seattle, an avocado is $4. $4. That tomatoes are two fifty dollars each. So all of a sudden, I felt very lucky about the prices in Las Vegas. It's all perspective. All of it. And when you let go, like with Ember, I have to let go. Whatever's going to happen with her health is going to happen, and I'm going to have to deal. And if she passes away in 6 or 12 months, then she does. I have to keep going. I have to keep living. I don't think she's going to. I'll, I'll know today if, if, it's, if it's just some you know, inflammation or something. Um, I don't want to give that energy. But even if it's the real deal, if that's the truth, then it's the truth. You know, we have trouble dealing with the truth nowadays because it's so overwhelming. And I think one of the ways we deal with it is grab it, process it, and let it go. Let it go. Let Trump go. Let Donald Trump go. Let him go. That's going to work out however that works out. You got to let the things go that are drowning you, or you will be Leonardo DiCaprio in sync. We've got to get on the board and be Kate Winslet because we have to survive. No matter what happens to Ember, no matter what happens to my friend, no matter what happens to whatever, I have to survive. And so to do that, you got to let go of the things weighing you down. And I know that's hard. I know that's hard. But like you, I need to do it. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. Okay, I think I'm just going to finish the show right here. So this weekend we had an overt act of racism kill some incredibly innocent people in Jacksonville, Florida. A white racist spurred by Ron DeSantis and his policies in Florida, uh, spurred by the rhetoric of critical race theory and, the, you know, the blacks are coming for your kids with the gays. And I don't want to say we have to let it go with the theme of the show, but we can't do anything about it. There's nothing we can do to end racism in this country except not be racist ourselves. That's what you can do to end racism. Don't let someone around you be a racist. Don't hang out with racists. Don't post racist things. And don't be a racist yourself. That's all you can do. You can't change the minds of people like this guy in Florida. I've learned that over the weekend. 
Those of you listening to me, you already feel the way I feel. So I'm not telling you anything new. And those that, that need to listen to me and need to change their minds about things, they're not going to. You know, they're not going to. So we live in a time where these people don't want education. They don't want to be tolerant. They don't want to be enlightened. They don't want to be awake. They, they don't want it. They don't want what we're selling and we'll never convince them. So you have to let that go. Don't live in Florida. You know, my friends do, and, and it's a great climate and such, except this weekend, week getting hit by a hurricane. Uh, but don't live in places that don't match who you are. And if you're forced to for economics, like me, I don't really want to live in Las Vegas anymore. It's not who I am. There's no sense of community here. It's too hot in the summers. And it's just not me. It's not who I am. I am a more city boy in a gay district uh, with friends and gatherings. And, you know, you can't get on media list out here because they don't care about media out here. You can't, you know, because they don't need to, you know. So I would much rather do a show in a, a place like Portland and where I could be on all the media list and go to all the events and all of that and bring all that to you. You know, another reason you wonder why the show has changed since I moved to Vegas I can't get on any of these invite lists to bring you all these great events, you know? And I don't have the money to go pay to go see Adele and tell you how she is or, to, you know, whatever. And so, and they don't care about media in Las Vegas because they know they're going to get visitors. So over the weekend, there were horrors. There was this racist killing. There was other horrors in the news. Today, we've got Trump in fed or not Trump, but Mark Meadows in court trying to get his case moved to federal court. If that works, then others are going to try to do it. They're going to try to get him dismissed. They're going to try to, you know, all this legal stuff and just means they're not punished yet, you know? So what do we do? Well, it's Monday and I'm going to take Ember to the vet to deal with her lump. So in your world, you need to deal with the most pressing issues, yourself, your family. That's the most pressing issue. In terms of the country, you know, I, I hate to say that I just don't think it's redeemable. It's terrible to live in a place where you've given up hope. I don't have hope for America as a union. Okay, I don't. I, I really believe ultimately we're going to need to break up. I, I, I mean, I just, I've been paying attention. They don't want to be a part of what we want. We want equality. We want movement on climate change. We want peace in the world. We want to be able to thrive in our environment. We want an economy that doesn't cripple us. And we don't want distorted religious and racist beliefs to dictate our policies. Well, that's exactly what they want. And you can't have a union. You can't have a marriage of two people or two forces that are so diametrically opposed, it doesn't work. You have to agree on some common ground, and we don't. So I'm not optimistic for the USA. I'm not. I think we need to break up. Before we do that, could I really move to Europe? I wish I could, but I have this aorta that's growing, and I need to be around US hospitals in case I need open chest surgery maybe in three years, maybe in five, but 
Is that a person that should be moving abroad? Probably not. So I have, like you, so many things this week to think about. And if you notice in my thought and in your thought, happiness doesn't really play into our, where, where, what, when am I going to be happy this week? Well, I'll be happy if I get news from the vet that Ember's lump is just allergies or something. I'd be happy if my friend that's lost to drugs actually called me, apologized, and, and, and said, you know, I'm going to work on my life, I'm going to go to rehab, I'm going to actually get control of this substance. I'd be happier if you were happier. I'd be happier if you were able to live happier lives, that the economy wasn't so hard, that you know there wasn't so much racism and transphobia. Another gender, Missouri this morning, their gender ban affirming care laws are going into effect. Over the weekend, a, a court upheld another state's right to ban gender affirming care. I'd be happy if that stuff wasn't happening, but it is. So how do you deal with horrible stuff that's happening? I guess you just deal. When Andrew died, I just got through it. You know, I think that we all just have to get through these times. I don't know what's on the other side. I can't tell you there's a bright, shining nation of opportunity and happiness on the other side of all this turmoil. I don't know that the United States will ever be, in my lifetime, a bright, shining beacon of happiness and and prosperity and equality for its people. I don't know if that's possible anymore. You know, all we do is reward bad behavior. That's all we do. You know, and throw up our hands. Oh, people are shoplifting all the time now. What do we do? Nothing. I have a friend that works at Walgreens. He's 79 and, he, and he's only worked there 12 days. And he said, I've seen at least 20 robberies. He even had a guy pick stuff off the counter. A, a, a homeless guy walked out with a bunch of stuff and the guy at the counter said, aren't you going to stop him? And he goes, well, I'm the only person here and we're told not to. And so the guy just grabbed his stuff off the counter and walked out. He goes, why should I be a chump? And it's, you should be a chump because you should do the right thing. You shouldn't do the wrong thing because other people are getting away with the wrong thing. But that's how we've become now. We now have become a nation of people that see other people getting away with the wrong thing so they do it. People that shouldn't be commenting on social media, that just shouldn't have accounts, shouldn't be allowed to speak publicly, these vitriolic views are being allowed to, so others are allowed to. Shoplifters are being allowed to shoplift, so others are shoplifting. Homeless are being allowed to just be homeless wherever they are, not go into programs, so other homeless are joining them. We have a nation that was not just rewarding bad behavior, but we're not punishing it so other people are doing bad behavior. I don't know how to stop that trend. It's getting worse everywhere you look. I don't know how to stop people behaving badly because they seem to be being rewarded for it. The richest people in podcasting are people that are vitriolic, hateful, transphobic, and homophobic. That's who the richest podcasters are, like Joe Rogan, Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro. They're evil. And more people join them with evil podcasts and make money. Meanwhile, the good people, me, Stephanie Miller, Tom Hartman, we're not making those fortunes. How do we turn that around? I don't know that we can. I just know that you in your life 
have to start striving to be Kate Winslet on the wood in the chaos and the freezing and not be Leo. If that means tuning out, tune out. If that means moving, move. If that means focusing just more on your world, then I guess you have to do that. But we cannot, you and I cannot go through life now miserable because of the miserable existence. I'll leave you with this. In the concentration camps, Jews still made music. They still made music. Musicians in concentration camps found a way to still make music. I want you to find a way in your life to still make music. No matter what news I get today or tomorrow about Ember, no matter what happens with my career, no matter what happens with politics or grocery prices or homeless, whatever, I still got to find a way to make music, right? And so do you. I am Corel. You be who you want to be, so I don't hurt anybody. I'll have a proper show for you on Wednesday. I was just sitting here at the kitchen table this morning and thought, why not talk to you guys honestly? And so I have, uh, and I hope to see you uh, on Wednesday. Um, to the three patrons, uh, two that didn't finish logging in, and then one, uh, James, that did log in on Sunday, thank you. Uh, we'll try another call in two weeks and see if more of you can attend. Uh, until then, stay safe and we'll talk on Wednesday. I'll let you know via social media, uh, at Really Carell on Instagram or threads, uh, if I hear anything about Ember. Hey, it's Carell. Ember and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash Really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash Really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash Really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash Really Carell. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, Really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.